0: On this episode of the Remote Millionaires podcast, I'm bringing you an interview I did recently in our Remote Marketing Agency Owners Facebook group with Remote Millionaires member Liz McKenna. And it really warms my heart to bring you this interview because Liz and I had a coaching call a few weeks ago and she was stressed. She was doing a lot of stuff and not getting any traction. And then, boom, she had a $9,500 week. That's right. A $9,500 week. So I sat down with Liz to talk about how she did it, how she got through the frustrations, how she kept moving forward, what she did and how she got those amazing results. You are going to love this interview. So wherever you're at, grab a cool drink, sit back and enjoy this episode of the remote millionaires podcast with Liz McKenna. You're listening to the Remote Millionaires Podcast, the show for aspiring and established entrepreneurs looking to create and scale six and seven figure success online without being chained to a job, location, or computer. That's right, we're going to show you how to build wealth from anywhere. I'm your host, Tom Gaddis. Let's dive in. Our guest today is Liz McKenna. And uh, it has, well, I'm going to let Liz talk about this journey because it has been. It has been quite, quite the ride the past few weeks, and uh, I really want to dive into some details and hopefully help others on this call um, if you're facing some of the same challenges or trying to do some of the same, same things. I think Liz is going to have some really great insight that can help you push through, get over the hump, and start, and start making some progress. So let's give a big a big Sharks warm welcome for Liz McKinnon. Listen to that crowd, Liz. Listen to that crowd. They are going nuts out there. That's great. Awesome. Welcome, Liz.
1: Well, hello. I'm I'm very excited to talk about, you know, that little hump that I, you know, overcame.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that for sure. Yeah. I know it's been it's been a Quite the roller coaster of a ride the past few weeks, and um, I know too. You actually got to meet up with a fellow shark in New York. Richie Cronin was out there, right? You guys had coffee.
1: Yes, we met for coffee just a couple blocks from Times Square. So if Richie's on the call. Hello.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he. I haven't seen him on here yet, but yeah, hopefully he's there. Yeah, Richie was in New York. List said he was. You were, he was shooting a video for a client in Times Square and doing some things there. And- okay
1: and yeah, uh, that's- visiting some friends as well and you know i'm just a short train ride in and i'm like he told me he was gonna be in town and i'm like you know what i'm gonna come out to Times square
0: <laughs> yeah that's awesome that's Give awesome. Me an
1: opportunity to get out of my little work hole and <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's good to step away sometimes <laughs> right especially after like look this hasn't just been a roller coaster of a ride in terms of hard work but it's also been kind of an, an emotional roller coaster of a ride and like I want to talk a little bit about that, because I think it's something that I mean, I know we do talk about it, but I don't know if we talk about it enough, because they're, you know, building a business is stressful, right? It's stressful, trying to get traction, trying to get all that stuff. Some weeks, days, months, it just feels like you're just doing, doing doing, and no progress, no results. So maybe you can, well, why don't we just start at the beginning? So I know, how long have you been in remote millionaires?
1: I started August 17th.
0: So you started August (laughs) 17th. And what was your situation when you started in Remote Millionaires?
1: So I was just walking away from a toxic business uh, venture and I um, was building a digital agency and I had to kind of go off and do my own thing. And so I knew this is what I wanted to do. And, you know, I was putting in so many hours, all day, every day. And I've been in a coaching program before years ago. And when I was building an e-commerce business, and I know the value and importance around being people who've done it before, who are doing the same thing as you. And I got involved with um, uh, Shark Alliance, and I loved all the content. I loved like, it was just, it's just a treasure trove of content. I'm like, Oh, and this, and this, and I was just like, it's a lot of really great information. And so when it came time to talk to someone about remote millionaires, I was already, I was ready to go. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this because, you know, I just love being in that environment. And so I've already been talking to people. And when I first joined remote millionaires, people that I've been talking to for like months finally came around and they're like, okay, let's start working. But then, you know how when you first start something, you have this excitement and you're going, you're yeah. going, going. And I forget who writes about this, but they, I think it's um, something Godin. He's a really big marketer. That's Godin. Godin yeah. or something like that. But he talks about the dip. And I definitely had the dip because I was working from sunup to sundown. I'm like, why am I not getting any clients? Why am I not going anywhere? and it was completely the reason was my fault is because i wasn't doing my rpas like it literally all comes down to rpas i was building the agm website i was building this i was building that i was building all of this all of the teams but i wasn't just talking to people and so i i um messaged the slack channel in this moment of exasperation i'm just like i need to figure this out and we got on a call, and I was stressed. I was <laughs> so so stressed.
0: Well, and, it was it was interesting when we were going through that part. It was so first, let me back up first. Like, so you you had an e-commerce business. What kind of services were you were you doing in the beginning? Weren't you doing like email marketing mainly? Yeah. So
1: I did email marketing for a really long time for political campaigns, nonprofits, unions. Uh, I was more in the activist space, but I needed to switch gears because there's a ton of tire kickers in that space. And there's a lot of there's a lot of big sharks in that's in that space. So instead of competing for the few people who aren't tire kickers in that space, I decided to switch into local and small businesses because there's tons. Um, And I think you shared
0: with me too, that like in that, that space as well, like the time of like getting a job and doing it and time to payment can be a very long drawn out process. Yeah. It's like super frustrating, right?
1: Yeah. Cause they typically have boards and they, um, they need to vote on everything. And even if, even if a contract is approved, they still have to vote on paying the contracts and i'm kind of sick of waiting especially especially in the beginning when every penny really counts i'm trying to build yeah. a team i'm trying to yeah so it's a little stressful <laughs> yeah.
0: well you know you mentioned that that call so it was interesting is so liz was so liz was doing all the right things inside remote Millionaire. she was taking you know you were, i know you were building a lot of stuff you were also doing some prospecting, although you really did not want to get on the phone and call people. You were like, anything but that. So, you, know, you were oh, like,
2: yeah. I was pretty dead set. I was yeah. pretty dead set on
0: <laughs> You are like, yeah, no, anything but that. And um, I know it, it, she talks about the moment of ex- exasperation because she's talking about doing this and doing that and sending out all these things and not getting results. And, you know, as coaches, we're like, hey, just you know, keep a good attitude. Keep pushing forward. It's going to happen. And Liz was having none of that. She was (laughs) like, listen, (laughs) like, I don't need just keep going. But like, that really is like in hindsight. I mean, I, I, I hope you kind of see like, and I know recently you had some of those older projects, things that you were working on months ago come through, like, and I've said this before on the show, we really don't know when the work we're doing today is going to pay off or even if it's going to pay off, right? Like there's so many variables in all of that stuff that we cannot control. We can do our best to do our best job, to put our best foot forward, to do all the right things. But there's so many things from the, the prospecting, the prospect side that we just can't control. And the only thing we really can control is our ability to just keep going and the number of people we, we reach out to. and When things aren't working, I know it's frustrating from your side because it's like, well, I'm trying all these things. And then, you know, you know, we have lots of questions like, well, how many people are you reaching out to? Like, what kind of responses are you getting? Where do you feel like like and and I know for me, I was always just look like I tend to think like, well, if I'm doing something and it's not working, it must be the thing I'm doing. Right. Like, so I'm trying to find something new to do. And the re- and the reality is I really need to be honing in on what I'm doing, like really taking deep looks at, well, are people opening my emails? Are they even responding? When they respond, what are they saying? Where do I feel like I'm dropping the, you know, where the ball's getting dropped or where I can improve that process? And that, that can be, I will be upfront with everybody. That can be very tedious work and you feel like, well, oh, how's this going to pay off, you know? Um, but it's super valuable to just stick with those things and really try to refine your process and get better and better. And so maybe you can talk about, like, we had that call, and we were talking about what can we do. So I was like, look, maybe we should try this home services jackpot thing. And for those of you that don't know, um, HSJ, as we like to abbreviate it, is uh, there a set of pre-built websites. So we have a set of pre-built websites. They're all in the home services niche. And basically what we do is we find people that don't have websites. You can also target people that need website refreshes. Um, and we just reach out to them and we say, hey, I noticed you didn't have a website. I have this site, you know, and you can sell them for, as you did those two that we mentioned in the shout outs, you know, $200 and $300, but they're so easy to set up because they're pretty much done, all the content's there. Um, it's just a good way to get some traction. And I know you're a little resistant to it at first, but maybe you can talk about like, what did you start doing there? Like, did what, you know, did you pick a specific niche and start going off? Maybe just tell us a little bit about that process.
1: Yeah. So, um, as soon as we got off the phone, I made a list of like 10, 15 contractors in my neighborhood to call. And I immediately called them. They were probably, I think people stayed on the phone because they felt bad. Cause <laughs> <That> was <laughs> yeah. so awkward on the phone, but right. You know, then, you know, a week goes by because I had to travel for a wedding and stuff. And then when I was finally back, I was like, you know what, I am going to go in and I'm going to call a whole, whole bunch of people. And for me, a lot of people, it's 200. So I called 200. There were people who were interested, but I still didn't close any. And the following week, I was like, this isn't working. This isn't working. <laughs> but, I, but I kept calling. But people started getting back to me the people that I left voicemails and all that kind of, they started coming back to me. And then I started to see like, Oh, this has compounding effects. So now I can start, now I can actually see that if I were to just call 200 people a week over the course of a few weeks, a few months, that could have just like leaps and bounds in what I'm trying to build and the keyword is build right like i need to build it brick by boring brick and this is just a part <laughs> of it right like there's a reason why big companies like microsoft and oracle they have sales teams that literally do this because it works you know inbound yeah. marketing is its own thing but you know You kind of need. I needed to get over it, you know. Like you can't really have a business and not want to talk to people because you're no longer that CEO. You are an employee, you know. And I want to be a business owner, not an employee. Not that there's anything wrong with being an employee, but I mean, you might as well stay an employee and at least have a steady paycheck.
0: (laughs) Well, it's interesting that you said that because it it there it is. You said brick by boring brick, which is a great way to say it because it does seem kind of. Boring at the time you're doing it. And as much as we try to find ways around cold calling and all that kind of stuff, I mean, I can I can point to several RM members who just, you know, just put their head down and did it and got results. Cause it really is when you're in a situation and you need to generate income as quickly as possible, it really is the fastest way to get there. I mean, all of that other stuff is great too, and there's a place for it, and it does, it does work. But it takes it typically takes a lot longer time, you know, especially in today's competitive digital age. But one of the interesting things that I got from what you were sharing about what you did with the home services jackpot. so what what types of people did you contact first? Did you start with like a like like what what niche did you start with?
1: Yeah, I started with electricians mostly because my father had an electrical business growing up. And you know, if it, if it ever if I ever needed to, like, you know, Just like talk shop with people. I could talk about, like, you know, playing in my dad's trucks and all that, whatever. Yeah. But um, I I chose that. And um, I was like, you know what? I don't know anything about home services. I mean, I used to work with construction unions, but that was in like a different space. And I'm like, I wouldn't have anything to talk to them about. So I just picked something that was really familiar to me. But I've noticed that I've never needed to have that. You know, I don't need to know about electrical companies to, yeah. <laughs> to get them
0: to. Well, that, that's an interesting lesson in and of itself, right? Because I know the way my brain works. Whenever I uh, make a decision to do something, my brain starts concocting all the things, all the ways it can go wrong. And I think I need to have answers and solutions to all of those, but what if they ask this? But what if they ask that? But what if they say this? But what if they say that? And that can really uh, result in not taking action because you're trying to figure out things that haven't even happened yet, you know? And a lot of times when you just start doing it, sometimes you find that some of those things you were worried about never even happened. But also too, you discover like other things that come up that you do have to figure out. But it's a a much different, uh, it's a much different animal when you're, you know, when you realize what the issue is and you're working to fix it versus just trying to do it on an imagined process, right? Like, because it normally never goes the way you imagine it. Um, What's your typical, like, what is your typical outreach um, conversation look like for these people?
1: So it's actually rapidly changing because... Um, the more calls I do, the more comfortable I get. And so the first calls, I thought that everyone was going to think I was just just like green-eyed monster and they just all wanted to hang up on me. So my initial approach was just word vomit on the phone. Hi, my name is Liz and I'm giving away a website. Are you interested? (laughs) You know, was just like more worse than that. And then over time, I realized that people weren't gonna burn me at the stake. So I actually started to slow down. But, um, you know, I, I'm going through all of the, not not all of the different pitches, but different pitches until I land on one that feels comfortable. But also with Lucy's calls, like she gives some really great examples of, you know, how to slow the conversation down, how to like ask for permission during the conversation. And I've started to implement those. And someone actually called me today and I implemented one of those. I was like, hey, and normally I would never say this because I think people would say no and then hang up. I said, hey, do you have a couple minutes so I can tell you a little bit about what we're doing to help local businesses build, uh, set up a website. It was it was more congruent than that. And yeah. the guy was like, yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd love to hear more about that. And like, hopefully my shock didn't translate over <laughs> in, in the phone. In my head, I was like, wow, okay, that <laughs> did work.
0: Yeah. Well, it's interesting because getting to that point, you know, you talked about, you know, not wanting to do the calls in the beginning and having that fear and all that stuff and being nervous when you're first making the calls. And it's really hard to even remember to do any of that stuff when you have that going on. So there there is a process in the beginning of where you just have to do the action. Right. You just have to do the action, do the action, do the action, do the action. And you, your body starts to kind of slow down and you go, okay, all right. This isn't as like hectic as I thought it was going to be. And you're able to think a little more clearly, but that really only happens when you're doing right. When you're like doing it day in and day out. And then you kind of start to have a little bit of fun, which, you know, it's hard to believe when you're sitting there and you don't want to do in the first place, you're like, this can't be fun, you know? And I think as long as you have the goal long-term to, you know, to pass it off to like, you don't want to be doing this forever. But like you can do it for now for the situation you're in, and you know because you put in the work, I think you had you said you had like a ninety five hundred dollar a week,
1: right? I did, yes. But it's <laughs> yeah. also the first of the month, so there are some retainers there.
2: <laughs> That's but, great. Um,
1: not all of that was retainers. One was no three of them were the um, HSJ sites, and the the other one was a two thousand website shopify redesign for a friend of mine that i actually did free work for him uh at the beginning of the year and he and the work that i did at the beginning of the year helped him have the best season of of his like career doing this and he's like oh all right liz he came back to me and he was just like all right let's let's refresh my website he's like i trust you this that. <laughs> but Um, and it just goes to show like things do come back around if you lead with value if you you just calm down I'm not telling you to calm down I'm calling myself to calm down yeah (laughs) but it's just like it will come around if you if you are consistent like you can't fail if you are consistent because several things are going to happen you're going to get better at your pitch you're well, one, you're going to get better at your pitch. Two, you're just going to grow your sphere of influence with the people that you're talking with, and three, it's just going to get to a point where you are now growing your network. And so, people always say, I know it's cliche, but like your network is connected to your your, your net worth is connected to your network, and yeah. it's you know I'm I'm so comfortable just sitting behind the computer and doing work all day every day, figuring out this thing and figuring out that thing. But you know, over time, putting in the reps of talking to people, you can't you can't help but get better at it. At least that's my opinion.
0: Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I think, can do it. Yeah. No, I think that's absolutely true. And you know, also too, when you realize that's not as scary as you thought, it makes it easier. And you also are very committed to delivering results for your clients. So, like, you can feel confident what you're doing because you know you're gonna do your best to do a good job. Like. You're you're you are committed to good customer service, right? And that's a really important part of it too. So I know we have a couple of questions from people, and I want to I want to get to some of these because I know you you've been uh, evolving the script and trying different things and and doing new stuff like that. But let's talk about let's go back to the very first step, which was what which was when you're talking about prospecting, your first step is always building the list. And I know as marketers we tend to complicate the heck out of even just that simple step, right? Like, oh, well, I need thousands of leads. I need all this. But you mentioned earlier, you started with how many? 15?
1: Yeah, it was somewhere around 10 or 15. I forget. But um, after we spoke on the phone, I immediately just went to Google Maps. And I made myself a list in the span of probably 10 minutes. And I immediately got on the phone. Because yeah. like after our conversation, it kind of energized me to just do it. I'm like, you know what? I got to rip off the bandaid and just do it. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. So, and that strategy of just going to Google and looking for those people. Like, like you said, I mean, you got 15, 20 people in 10 minutes. It like, it seems like it's kind of like a not scalable thing, but we're not really interested in scalable at this point. Right. We're in, we're interested in wins and traction. And I think that's a distinction that a lot of people um, struggle with because obviously we all want scalable processes. We all want a business that you know, that we have help running that has systems and processes in place. But there, there really is kind of a step before that of where we just need to get some traction. And when you're in the need to get some traction phase, you really just have to do whatever it takes to do that. You, You have to try to turn your brain off as much as you can about well, is this scalable? Is it? Cause I used to think that too, right? Like, well, I can't do this outreach method cause it's not scalable. Like, well, like at this point, scalable is not really our concern. Our concern is traction wins and cash flow, right? So yeah. So you made the list through Google. Are you still, how are you building your list now? Cause I know you're, you're doing like 200 a week. What are you, what are you using now to build them?
1: So I'm still doing it myself on Google, mostly because I like tinkering around and clicking around, but i eventually I'm, I'm going to outsource that. And so, um, I'm going to find someone and I'm going to give them a specific criteria of what I'm looking for. Eventually I'm going to outsource that, but you know, to come up with a list of, let's say 200 people, I mean, my internet's pretty slow, but if you have like really fast internet, you can, you can do, I think you can do that within like an hour and an hour and a half. And I always love listening to audiobooks and podcasts. So it's just like, it's become an enjoyable thing. I just turn on a podcast and I just like sit on Google maps and just. Yeah, that's great.
0: That's great. Uh, I know Sandy wanted to know, I mean, she was asking about where you get your leads from, but she also wanted to know like, and I I think this is an interesting thing too, because when we think about talking to potential prospects, the first, one of the first things that goes up is objections, right? Like, what objections they have Objections there. So let's talk about this a little bit, because do you, when you initially get some, like there are two things that really helped me with cold outreach and especially on the phone. And one is that you're, you're really just looking to find people that are interested. So you're not really concerned about the people that are going to ho-hum or, or give you flack or whatever. You're really just trying to get to the interested people as quickly as possible. So do you, ha- like, is there, like, a something you look for in that initial outreach? Like, how do you wrap up the call, and, or do you find people that have objections, like, right off the bat, or is it typically more of, like, they're either interested or they're not interested, and if they're not, you just move on to the next person, and if they are, then you kind of proceed there?
1: So, when it comes to people not being interested, the most common people not being interested are people, actually, who are retiring. And, you know, of, of all the of all like the no, I'm not interested, it's like the person who's like, look, I only have a couple more months left with this. Like uh, and so I'm not going to sell them on that because I don't, I don't know what their future plans are with like selling a yeah. company and I can't really help them with that. And so and then with the other people who are not interested they don't really give you objections they they're just like i'm not interested they're they're like not even annoyed like and i can hear like the, a phone ringing in the background like they're not folk. they it's not about you it's just like ah oh, the phones are ringing i'm just not interested and you know the first couple times it it made me a little bit defeated not too much but the more calls i made the more i realized like there are people who are just like you know what I bought a domain two years ago and I still haven't put my website up. And so you you run into a lot of people because they're too busy on the job site or the people in their office. They don't know digital marketing. And so it, it's actually pretty frequent when someone is just like, oh, you know what? Now's not the time, but can you call me back tomorrow? Or like, actually, like, yeah, I do have a couple minutes right now. Can you tell me about that? And so there are quite a few people who are interested.
0: Yeah, and I I think that's that's great because one of the things that was really hard for me to learn was like you shouldn't be making a pitch to everybody. Like, and we've shared this in some of our earlier trainings. We had a thing where I talked about prospecting is all about being a detective, right? You're you're really just looking for a person that needs what you're offering that looks like a good fit. When you get on the phone, that's what you're trying to do. Like, is this a person? I should make a pitch to. And not everyone is a person you should, or even want to make a pitch to like, you want to be more picky and choosy. One of my favorite sayings is everyone is suspect until proven otherwise. Right. So like I go into a call usually with this idea of like, I'm just trying to figure out if it's a good fit. Right. Like I'm really not sure about you. (laughs) Right. Like let's see if it's a good fit and then we get to that point. So yeah, I think that's a great, um, that's a great tidbit. And the people that you follow up with, you just follow up with, right?
1: Yeah, I follow up with a lot of people. And this is actually something funny that I ran into. Um, I was talking to someone who mans the phones in the office and we were we had a really great conversation and um, she's out because she's sick for a couple of weeks. And I didn't, of course, I didn't realize she was sick. I ended up calling into the location and the owner picked up. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm actually, I'm calling because I spoke to, I I forget what her name was. And um, we spoke about the website. I told him all about the website. He's just like, and he like deferred it back to her. He's like, yeah, yeah she's yeah. in charge of all yeah, of that. Yeah, and you know, yeah. sometimes we talk about the gatekeepers in <laughs> <Yeah>. this instance.
0: <laughs> well, in the construction business, a lot of those I mean, those guys are swamped with stuff, right? They're managing crews. They got all kinds of things going on. Like they hand that stuff off for a reason, you know, like yeah. they don't want to deal with it. They're like, I don't want to deal with that part. So that's awesome. See, Enrique said, uh, Percy said, outstanding job. He said, do you, do, you have a, do you have a follow-up sequence or a process to call businesses back that turn you down or say they're not interested? Or what do you do? Or are you just moving on and focusing on the interested people right now?
1: Um, yeah, I actually haven't thought about reaching back out. Um, I did think about reaching back out to a couple of them because I spoke to someone initially from that business who was interested. And then I called on another day to follow up and they're like, no, I'm not interested. It wasn't the Mm. same person. Yeah. And so instead of calling back immediately, I'm, I'm going to call them a couple more times, only because the person that I did speak to was interested. But in terms of like the people who weren't interested, I actually didn't even think of following back up with them. But I, I, if you guys recommend following up with them, I might try to do, try doing that.
0: I think that's something that you could definitely add in down the road. And I think this goes back to the point we talked about earlier about scaling and developing the processes, right? Like right now we're focused on traction and revenue and If you can, if you focus on that and you're getting traction and revenue, like follow up will be important, but you add that in gradually. Like it doesn't just, and this goes back to, and I, when I talk about this, I'm talking about me. My brain says, if I'm going to call people, I need to have this whole intricate follow up system. Cause what if they're not interested? Like that all needs to be worked out before I start doing the calls. But the reality and our experience has been, you work that stuff out once you're going, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you have something in place, that's great, but you don't want to be spending all your time working out this big follow-up sequence and not doing the RPAs, not doing the revenue producing activity. Might as well be doing this, getting some traction. And now you're going to go, well, wait, I'm probably like, okay, I had a $9,500 week last week. I'm pro- There's probably some people that are slipping through the cracks. How can I identify them? What can I do to follow up with them? Those are things that you can layer in as you're as you're getting more traction with them. Um, and I know an interesting thing about what you said in your RM Slack channel was you call and leave like you've been calling and leaving messages, but a lot of people or a few people have responded via text. They did. Yeah. yeah. Talk about that for a minute. Cause I think that's really, I think that's interesting and it led us to recommend you try something, which you're in the process of testing now, but like, talk about that a little bit. What is, so you'll leave a voicemail form. What do you say in the voicemail?
1: So I tried a couple, so I tried a couple different pitches. So the first one was that I'm, di- I'm building a, a, a new digital agency. I'm in a course right now and i I built this as a part of a course. I would hate for it to go to waste. And, you know, it's not that it didn't work. It it felt um, I didn't align with it. And I feel mm-hmm. as though people, as you make calls, you'll align with different messages. And it's just about, it's as much about the message as much as it is how you come across with the message. So I tried that one first. I didn't really feel it. And then I tried, you know, another one where, where I say, Hey, I'm starting a new local digital agency because I didn't want to lie to people and say like, Hey, I'm local. (laughs) Um, but, um, Oh no, no, no. I, I said, I'm building an agency that helps local businesses. So it's not like I'm lying to them, but it also is not like I'm, I live on the other coast, but I am calling people up and down the East coast. But, um, so I I just tell them that I'm building a local businesses and right now the one that I've been testing out the longest is I currently have two options to fit your budget and your needs a pre-built website or we can build you a fully custom website. So we'll we'll see how that works but um all, almost a hundred percent of the time, people are just like, "Oh, you have a pre-built cheap one?" Okay, <laughs> yeah. But like yeah. that's
0: a revelation to people. Like they don't even know that that really exists, right? Like that's how I sold uh, four of those types of sites. This is way bu- so we have Nick and I have used this strategy for a long time, ever since we first got started. And when we were originally doing it, we didn't even we didn't even have the home service ones. We just had a a pre-built website theme, and we would just customize it. And that's the way I sold it in a B&I meeting. I sold four in one meeting because I was like, look, I know you need a website and I could build you one, but it's like three grand. But look, I have this one. Take a look at it. If you like it, I can do it for like 500 bucks. And they were like, done. Like, they're just like, I mean, it was just like a no brainer offer type thing. So when pe- when you leave the message, and then someone texts you back, what are the texts they're usually sending you? Like, can you send me a link to the site? Or what do, they, what do they say there?
1: Um, so a lot of time, actually, there were three contractors that got back to me on a Saturday. So I called them during the week and they got back to me on a Saturday. Yep. Um, and they're like, Hey, so sorry, I was busy. I'm interested. Can you send me the site? Another person was like, I'm actually traveling for the next two weeks. Can you give me a call? You know, and then we set up a call to get back to them. Um. So there were three that called me back then, and then it's mostly um, because these are people who are on the job site, and so they're just like texting back. They're like, "Hey, I'm interested to learn more. Can you um, send me an email?" Or yeah,
0: yeah, that's great. And one of the tips that you shared with me and your R with the other R members that I think is good to share with people here is when you leave the voice message because you saw that people were responding via text, you now make sure to say in the voicemail. This is my phone number. You can call me back or shoot me a text, right?
1: Yeah, I say that in every voicemail because after I got a couple texts back, I was just like, I think people actually like that because it's less telemarketing. Yeah. They're like, oh, so this person, I can actually text them back. Like they have a phone number that I can text them at.
0: Yeah, that's so great. And, like, and again, there's something that you would never develop if you weren't doing. Because like it took making the calls and then you get some texts to recognize like, oh wait, people are texting. Oh, I should include that and tell them like they can text me. Like maybe that'll open up. And I do agree with you. It it does feel much less salesy and evasive, right? Like, cause people are they're nervous about talking to people too. Like they don't want to get on and get hard pitched and all that stuff. And it makes it an easy out for them because you can say, look, here's my number, text me, I'll send you the site. You can look at it. Like, nope, you know, no pressure. So that's that's really great um let me look down the questions Sean said yeah you just have to rip off the band-aid that's right Sean also said his brain is trying to protect him by creating fear yep yeah that's mm-hmm. that's what it is that's what it is well that's-, that's
1: why that's that's why I was running into that problem like I told Tom I was like I don't want to make any calls I'm not making any calls like whatever I can do and he's like you can send emails to people but then I was like you know what I need to make money now. I am like. Okay, what's yeah. more important, my fear, or yeah. being able to make money now?
0: Well, I'm the same way. That's what it took for me to get over. It was a like really being in that place of like I have to make this work, you know. And one of the quotes that I've been hearing a lot, and a lot of people say it, but and you hear it all the time. But I've been seeing it a lot lately is that that quote that like you know everything that you want is on the other side of that fear. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the fear. Everything you want is on the other side. You just got to push through it. So uh, awesome. Uh, oh, and by the way, so what Liz and I have been talking about her doing, because when she mentioned the texting thing to me, I thought that was super interesting too. And I was like, well, Hey, have you thought about just texting people first? Like, why don't, why don't we just send them a text and see like if they respond and maybe we can like cut out some of the calls and get some more actions. And so why don't you share cuz you were telling me before we jumped on this call what you did and uh so why don't uh, you tell people here what you did and 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 what happened?
1: Okay, so <laughs> I was like, okay, let me cuz I'm on go high level and yep. I built out a sequence to send to the list that I built to first send a voicemail and then send a text and then after, and I put them through a 2-day sequence and then I'll get on the phone with them because what I noticed is of these go to voicemail anyway. So I'm like, let me just get that out of the way. And then if no one gets back to me, then I'll sit on the phone or my appointment setter will sit on the phone. So I built out this sequence and I made my list today and I go to upload my list and I wanted to drip it. I wanted it to drip little by little because I knew that it would be just massive chaos. I knew that. And so I, I messed up. Instead of dripping it like 10 per day, it sent all like 90 of them at once. And what ended up happening is there was just a mad dash of people calling my phone. They're like, you called me? Hey, this... and just for 10 minutes, it was pure chaos. And it just happened. I The one guy that I actually was able to answer his phone, He he goes... And of course, I'm like frantic because all these people are calling me. I'm like, Do you have a couple minutes to talk? And I'm like, Liz, slow down. And I'm like, I'm calling you because I noticed you didn't have a website connected to your Google My Business listing. Do you have a couple minutes to talk? And he's, and I'm like, My phone's like buzzing out of my hand. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, Yeah, yeah, I do. And I'm like, Okay, well, and I gave him my pitch. We have two options. We have one that's fully customizable. We can, you know, work with you to make a fully custom website or a pre-built website. And he's just like, oh, you know, I set up a domain two years ago and I haven't used it yet. He's like, can you send me a link to that? And it was like my first, my first automated sequence. I messed it up. I completely (laughs) messed it up. And I still got like a really strong, maybe I'm not going to say I closed one, but It was a strong maybe and you know i think it's just like all of this is just like we're just playing in a sandbox like we take this way too seriously you know i think it sounds way i mean that's hard though when
0: the bills are due you feel the
1: pressure (laughs) stressed
0: not i was let's say my wife texted me says i went my mom is in town and uh i took her down to play in a poker tournament last night and i did. And uh I was actually winning when I was playing. And my wife was like, You sound like you're in a good mood. And I'm like, it's always better when you win, honey. Always <laughs> right. better when you win. Like, but talk to me when I'm losing and I'm like, oh, this is terrible. Like, it's the same thing with business, right? Same thing with business. But you made it through that stuff. That's the important thing. Like, you didn't
2: because
0: yeah. you really had two options, right? You could you could have either given up or just keep pushing forward and you kept pushing forward. And then it was like, then just thing after thing starts happening, and then the other day you're like, "Man, when it rains, it pours." Now these people are getting back to me, and things are paying off from way before. So, I mean, it's awesome. Enjoy, enjoy that feeling, and remember it because the time will come again where you're going to be like, "I'm doing all this stuff, and nothing's working." Like what? Well, like you have to remember those feelings.
1: Well, now my biggest thing is building either the teams or the systems while I have the cash flow to make yep. sure that I'm keeping the faucet open right like yeah. i need to figure but don't worry i'll I'll be in the remote millionaires channel that <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: that's great well and i think when you mentioned that most of them go to voicemail too like that could be another interesting thing to test as well like i mean I, I i'm really anxious to see the and excited to see the results of the texting thing i love the early i mean the things that you got just by accidentally sending out all 90 that looks good. Those are all good signs that this is probably a good strategy, but maybe even uh, figuring out a way to just do the the voicemail drops, right? Where it just is automatically leaving them a voicemail with the message to text. If they're interested, that might be something we could test out too as we, as we move forward.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So Andy wants to know, uh, do you quote, do you you give them prices on the first call or do you wait until you talk to them? And
1: Uh, so Since I'm not a salesperson and I'm super awkward on the phone, I blurt everything out like while I'm on the phone the first time with them. So um, the first time, the first few times I was on the phone with people, I didn't really know my worth yet. Like I, I even thought people were going to say no to a free website. So for me to quote a $200 website, I'm like 200 maybe. If you, I don't know, Maybe, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: and, um, it, you know, so I sold a $200 website, then I sold a $300 website. So I have been quoting them. Um, some, some people, some salespeople who are better at sales might have a different tactic. But um, me in the beginning, I have been quoting people. Um and it's yeah. like completely based on whether or not like if I'm nervous or not. I'm like I just come up with a number in my head. So yeah. I definitely need to work on
0: that. <laughs> There's definitely oh, better good. people to ask. No, I mean that's good. And by the way, for those of you that don't know, uh SOW stands for statement of work. That's what Andy's referring to there. Um but like one of the strategies we talked about in that call we had was I was like, "Look, again, we're just trying to get some traction, so you know, even start low, like you just start making some calls, you quote them 200. And if you sell two, then raise the price to 300 or raise the price to 500. When you sell two more, raise the price again. And I, I mean, and I saw in the shout outs, you did a 200 to 300 and now you did a $700 one.
1: Oh, I, I, I will say, so what happened with the $700 one is, so I sold them at 400 and then they wanted a custom photo gallery and you know i sent them everything and she's like well can you do it for 400 i'm like sure i can do it for 400 but without the custom photo gallery oh. and she's like okay fine <laughs> but they're really convinced on the photo gallery i think they're trying to haggle me down so yeah. i'm going to give them the website and you know in a couple weeks i think they they are going to want the photo gallery So it's the reason why I say that it's funny because it's still going up in increments. It's still two, three, four. When I spoke to the guy today, it was five.
0: (laughs) No, but that's great. And that's, I mean, that's part of the process. And I I loved what you, I mean, you did something we talk about on here all the time too. When people want you to lower the price, don't just lower your price in a vacuum, right? Like, okay, I can do it for less, but you're not going to get this. Like you take something away that, and that really like psychologically uh, lets people know that your pricing isn't just arbitrary, right? That there's, they don't know why they don't think it's arbitrary, but it really sends the message that it's not arbitrary. Like, yeah, I can do that, but this is what we're going to do. So awesome. Sean wants to know, Are you're not using an automatic dialer, are you?
1: No, it up until this point. So my original go high level numbers were coming up as spam. Like, and I noticed that the first day So I did my first 10 or 15 calls with go high level. And then I switched purely to my cell phone. I just, you don't, you don't need like, and
0: just do it. it. I love it. It's just like, just,
1: just use your cell phone. Because like, if, if you're, if you don't want to pay for go high level, or if you don't want to learn the systems, like you can still make all of this work with just Google maps and your phone. And, you know, I was telling Richie, um, over coffee yesterday, even if you don't have a website yet, you don't even need a website. You just need a LinkedIn because when people are just like, okay, how do we find you? Are you a real person? I'm just like, find me on LinkedIn. You'll see all my contacts there. I have over 500 connections. They were even more interested in my LinkedIn than they were my website."
0: Mm, that's if so you really have interesting a LinkedIn tip. Yeah. account,
1: a cell phone, and Google Maps, you can start generating revenue. The biggest yeah, thing is getting over your fear. That's it.
0: Yeah, that's really great. That's really great. Uh, one thing I want to mention, because I know we're coming up on the top of the hour here, and I have a couple more questions for you. I want to get through some of these, but Uh, One thing I want to mention is um, we recently did a a promotion and opened up remote millionaires for a little bit. That's over. But one of the things that we've been talking about this week in our emails, if you haven't seen is we actually have a special trial for the shark Alliance, which the shark Alliance, like Liz mentioned earlier, really is, I think one of our more under um, rated uh, things that we have in our community, because it's not expensive it really does have a ton of stuff in it, everything from prospecting to uh, getting your own agency website set up to building a team. It's all in there. And uh, we even have this thing called the Path to Six Figures, which are levels that you go through, and we give you everything along the way. It's really uh, it, it really is a, um, a high-value thing, and we're running a special. I think we have a, a dollar trial going for it right now. And if you haven't checked it out, or maybe you checked it out in the past, but you haven't looked at it again, you should check it out. I'm gonna put a link at the bottom of the screen here that's gonna scroll by. You can go to offline sharks.com forward slash one dollar plus and you can see that special offer. There's also coaching calls depending on what level you're there's there's a free level, there's uh, we have Shark Alliance Plus and we have the elite. So If you're in the plus, there's one coaching call a month. If you're in the elite, there's one coaching call a week. Dorn, our megalodon here in the community, does those coaching calls. We have guests on all the time. Uh, It really is, uh, I think, one of our more underrated assets and valuable things we have. And and for a buck, I mean, you'd be crazy not to at least go try it, check it out. So if you go to offlinesharks.com forward slash $1 plus, you can see that there. And then I want to go through some of these comments here. So. Uh James Monson are you getting lots of people that hang up on you?
1: Um so I've personally made around I made a bunch of calls today even. I made around now 430 calls and over the span of just like a couple weeks and I've only had two people hang up on me. And That's like one was only one right? true hang up, the the other one was like I'm sorry like my phone's ringing, and I could hear the phone ringing in the background. Yeah. So there was just only one hang up.
0: Yeah, uh, has any? Have you had anybody that's been particularly brutal?
1: Um, no, but then again, I have a different perspective. I'm, you know, I'm in New York. Forget about <laughs> it. You know, you're in the way. You're not walking yeah. fast enough. Yeah. You know? it's just like, <laughs> Yeah. You know, so it, I'm I'm used to people being like very, you know, what do you want? You know, yeah. like especially working with like in unions and politics, you don't,
0: and you don't like, take it personally. That's the other thing, not taking that stuff personally, because it's yeah. really easy to take it personally when you first hear it. One another thing that a mentor of mine told me was like, if you get somebody on the phone and they're just like really being, you know, uh, combative or whatever, you go, hey, let me ask you a question do you know who I am? And they'll be like, no. And then you just hang up (laughs) like good. And then it's just hang up. So I always thought that was funny. Anyway. Um, So this is, I think JT right here. He said he just closed 10 minutes ago, a 7,211 site for a beauty and skin care site. Congratulations, JT. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Let me see here. I know I, I have lots of comments. Um, so Christopher, what's the average sales for an uh, a home services jackpot site? I can kind of answer this a little bit. So one of the strategies we teach, obviously, is to uh, especially if you're just if you're new and you're trying to get traction right? If you're new and you're trying to get traction. Start on the lower side. and like I said, every time you make a couple of sales, you raise the price, raise the price. Um, we have you know we started at five hundred we sell those same sites now for 1500. We have a a lot of members and remote millionaires that started lower and now are are getting really good money. So I don't really have an average over all of that, but I know like Dan Lesser, he closed one recently that he sold, I think for 500 pounds, but he was able to upsell them to a 479 per month SEO package with that. So that's the other kind of part of home services jackpot that Liz will be looking to layer in as she goes is now that we have these people that we're doing these sites where we can go back to them and see if we can help them in other ways, email marketing, social media, whatever our other services are to get some recurring built in off of those. And that's a very effective strategy as well. So um, yeah, I hope that answers your question. Right, see. Um, let me see. Fortune's in the follow-up. Somebody said... Um, JT, Saren, let's see. Let me look for some other. Oh, here's one. Enrique said, "Liz, do you charge the same?" Uh, No, so I think you've just been a variety of pricing just to see what you can get, right?
1: It, well, not just to. It's not to see what I can get. It's um whatever my brain wants to like fart out at yeah. a, on the phone call. Like it's just like what. But, um, you know, the biggest thing for now, for me at least, is getting the reps in to be good at being on the phone. And so if I blurt out $200 and I make a sale, I feel as though I win just as much as if I blurt out $600 and I make a sale. Yeah. Mostly because mindset is everything. And not to get meta about everything, but it's just like, it's that. Hurdle of getting on the phone and making the sale—that's the real win because that's the thing that's going to carry me through my agency business. And so, like in the beginning, it's two hundred now. maybe six hundred. When I get a little bit more comfortable, I will. I do want to increase it. I do want to yeah. increase it to seven fifty or at least like twelve hundred when I'm on the phone with people. Um, mostly because a lot of times people, they want to have different edits and stuff. But, um, at, at this point right now, if they want edits, I'm a solid, no, I'm like, no edits. It's like, you get the site. <laughs> as
0: is. Yeah. Well, and that's something again, that you can layer in as you get more comfortable with this, because we do have some R members that use the strategy of, uh, they have some various add-ons to what they're doing. So for instance, I know Dan he actually buys a domain and and sets the website up on the domain and they buy the website and the domain from him with the hosting. And then he will add an additional charge if they want an email, which I thought was really clever. So he'll say, okay, well, do you want a, uh, you know, your name at this domain? Then that's an extra, you know, whatever $50. And he'll also add in like website maintenance and then he talks to them about SEO and things like that. So, you know, again, there's, and this kind of goes back to what we talked about in the beginning about just doing Whenever you see a strategy like this, there's a thousand ways to build off of it. There are so many different, you know, branches you could take with this, but you can't take any of those branches if you don't just start doing it and selling some. So your very first focus and goal, if you're out there watching this right now should be to just, Sell some, forget about all the other stuff, forget about the add ons, forget about all that. Just get out there and sell some, you know, sell three to five of them, then start working out all that process. Like, you'll have a way better mindset, feel about it. You'll, I mean, it'll be exciting to do all that stuff. So,
1: and like, another thing is to just do it until you get comfortable in the space that it's no longer like, oh, I need to do this thing where you're actually being, you know, proactive and creative. Where it's just like, oh, I feel comfortable doing this and now I have a different angle or now I have a different way to do it. And it's just like you can't get that way until you, it's like painting. Like my first, I don't, I don't paint, but (laughs) my (laughs) first like if I were to have a first painting, it would probably be really bad. Yeah. (laughs) It wouldn't be until like I painted several times and practiced with a mentor that I would have a really good painting and I would come up with ideas to paint.
0: Yeah, I I think that's, yeah. I I was just watching my my daughter's band concert the other day. And I remember the first day of school that we took her into her first band class, he had them playing some notes and they sounded so terrible. And the teacher was like, I promise you, eventually this will sound like music. And I was (laughs) like, and then the other night we were just at her, now she's been there for over a year and they had their Halloween concert and they were playing songs. And I recognized the songs and I thought back to that moment of him saying, eventually this will sound like music. And like, he knew what was coming, you know what I mean? But when I was standing in that room, I thought, no way is this ever gonna sound like music, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it does, and and that's it's that way with business and lots of things in life, so awesome. And I think you answered Sandy's question there, like your biggest aha kind of moment or point, besides get on the phone, um, what clicked was really just the getting over the fear, right?
1: Yeah. It, it was getting comfortable of being in the space. So again, this is, this is another thing that's a little, you know, a little out there, but when you're doing something that's new, you feel small in the space. You're not, you don't have command over the space. You can be sitting in your own chair even, but if you're doing something new, you don't have command over the space. So you can't, you can't have command over the conversation. And so, but how you do that is, you know, Doing it more and more and more and more. And then it's yeah. Yeah. I think that answered the question, right? (laughs) Yeah,
0: no, you did. That's great. That's great. I'm gonna scroll through and find some reference. I know we're going a little over, guys, and I want to respect Liz's time, but we'll get to some of these other ones. I'm gonna rapid fire some off. So uh the home services jackpot sites have the content already. So that was part of what we built. So we designed and and had all the content created for all the various niches, and so when we go to sell the site, the content's already there. You just have to like update the logo, the phone number, or some little things like that, so it's all included. but this goes back to how you branch out. You could offer for an extra fee to add custom content or custom images or things like that if you want. um James said this is a great interview, so you're doing a good job um let me see. Uh, Christopher wanted to know, is there a hosting charge? So Christopher, that again is up to you. You can either have them set up their own hosting account where they just pay that and you just put the site on there. If you want less, you don't want to deal with it so much. Um, but we do have some members that, uh, and I used to do this in the beginning with these sites, I would say, look, it's $500 and that includes one year of hosting. And then at the end of the year, you're just going to pay me $19 a month, billed annually for the hosting. So I would do that and then have a recurring that way. So you can do that as well. Let me look through here. Jacqueline says Shark Alliance is brilliant. I use it all the time. that. Yay for New York. You got some forget about it's in there. That's good. Tony said, oh, great job, Liz. Um, let me look through here and see if I can find, oh, Andy Makar said for his home services, jackpot 1500 is a great price point. That's yeah,
1: good. I'm definitely going to try that. Maybe I'll try that next week and I'll report back
0: <laughs> Yeah, James to make sure you're asking your clients to leave your reviews.
1: You know, I started asking them that, but my, so I I want to have reviews on my Facebook, but there's I already my Facebook is brand new for my digital agency and I have one review and it's a spam account. Um I tried to I tried to get my Google my business listing up but it's really hard cuz I don't I work out of my apartment and I'm trying to get it up but I'm going I'm trying to get some reviews.
0: Yeah. Um uh, Marvin, I do not have any office phone system suggestions. I wish I did. Uh let me go through oh, I think we're almost in um, somebody said, thank you, Liz. Okay. Awesome. And yes, Liz is in New York. Michael Liz is in New York and yeah, so you can watch this recording of this interview in the Facebook group. We always post these after this, so you can see that in there. And, uh, yeah, we got through all the questions. So I know we went a little over today, guys, but Liz, I really appreciate you taking time to come and hang out with us. And this
2: was so I fun. mean, it's,
0: I have to tell you, it really warms my heart to be on this call with you talking about this after the call we had a few weeks ago. Oh yeah, I was, I was
2: stressed. stressed, I was
0: mean, I'm so excited for you. It's like, it's so great. I'm so excited and it's it's awesome to see. So, I mean, keep up the good work. Now, if what you heard today resonates with you and you want to continue the conversation, then I want to personally invite you to click the link below and schedule your free remote millionaires business development call, where we'll analyze your business and your situation and it show you exactly how to accelerate your results and build a wildly successful business you can run from anywhere. Until next time.